The lead story is proudly brought to you by Alex Forbes. Alex Forbes, insight, advice, impact. I am joined by UNAM Economics lecturer Dr. Omo Kakuyaha Matundu. Thank you so much, Dr. Omo. Can you explain to the Namibians how a country can indebt itself by providing natural resources as debt collateral? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, some of these things are so secretive and we don't hear about them until uh, we hear from the IMF and um, the African Development Bank, for instance. What you are saying is that you are going to take uh, one of your mines, like um, you want uh, to borrow from the Chinese. You could um, take one of those uranium mines, uh, HUSAP or so, and say, okay, guys, we are going to please give us 30 billion Namibian dollars and if we default if we are unable to pay then you are going to take Rusap mine as uh, yours for a number of years or so uh, we haven't reached that stage yet uh, in Namibia I think but I hear that some countries um, including our neighbors are doing such a thing which is a very very dangerous kind of thing but mind you if you take for instance the green hydrogen uh, to come uh, closer to home what you are basically saying is that you are using your uh, natural resources as collateral too because you are saying bring in your money we are going to give you so many years of um, say sole mandate to extract or to do the green hydrogen thing that is almost like collateral too what would necessitate such transactions and why would namibia need to provide such collateral well well in um, a kind of a straightforward deals, if you are talking of green hydrogen, for instance, you won't say they offer that as collateral per se, but indirectly, there are something that are called fiscal stabilization clauses in those natural resources, whatever. What you are saying is that, okay, for because you have brought in all this money for 30 years, you are, we are just going to put your tax at, uh, say, 9% or 10% or so. So that is why I'm saying to a certain extent, Namibia is also entrapped in that. And that is what Namibia should be wary about. They should not get straight out into things like we are going to give you a mine. Mind you, the resources are Namibians' resources. They don't belong to your uh, minister of finance or the president today. So that is why sometimes I want some of these big transactions to go through parliament. What current forms of our natural resources has already been ceded as collateral for debt with international counterparts? And who do you think are these countries? They are saying Zambia. But what I was saying is that if we can go by the word of the IMF and the African Development Bank, where they are warning African countries against that, they could have perhaps some evidence that countries, African countries in their desperation to get uh, money they can go to any extent, even given their natural resources like your mines, your green hydrogen, your sun, your everything uh, as collateral. And um, I was saying that that will be dangerous if that is the case, but I don't have any evidence to say that, yes, that is happening. 
What risks does Namibia face in an event of being unable to honor such repayment terms as agreed to? And the collateral is called up by the principal debtor in uh, the transaction. No, I think uh, in a way for now, Namibia is uh, kind of in good standing. The economy has started to grow and uh, we don't owe our main lenders, if I may say, is the local institutions and individuals. So uh, something like up to 80% or so, we hold that debt to ourselves, meaning that that is in local currency. And um, something like 25% or so, that is what we get from uh, lenders, external lenders. So I think in our service, um, we are servicing this debt like 24. It was standing at 5.1 billion Namibian dollars as uh, uh, debt servicing cost. I think we can still afford that. And I don't think there should be a major fear, but uh, that'll depend on whether our economy will keep on growing so that we can have that money to repay the external debts as well as local debt. Dr. Omo, how would this affect the local economy in a high-level sense and what can be done to mitigate these risks? Yes, the risks can be mitigated by trying to borrow for productive activities where you want like um, if that is a very important road that facilitate trade or green scheme, Nekatal or so, that will bring in money. But if we borrow for consumption, that is very, very risky. Well, consumption can stimulate the economy, but not to a large extent. So golden rule is whatever penny you borrow should go toward capital investment, roads, airports, um, uh, harbors, and those kind of stuff. But from what we have seen, and of late because of COVID, the money that we have uh, borrowed from the IMF and the like was basically going towards consumption. And that could be dangerous. So the other thing is that eliminate corruption. If we have to procure, uh, let's say, for a Neketal Dam green scheme or so, you remember this thing of inflating tenders. Uh, a tender starts with something like two billion and end up with uh, five billion or something like that. So if our government or the Namibian people can fight corruption from civil society as well as your legislature, then in a way we can mitigate that by borrowing for the right reason and spend that money for something that we can show to our grandchildren. Do you think the benefits of the initial loan inflow justify the repayment and exposure of natural resources depending on the reason for such loans? Yeah, the loans that we have taken out, basically somewhere from the the SDRs of the IMF, we have also gotten some money from um, uh, ADB. One bond was raised from the GSE uh, in local currency, if I may say, because it is in rand. So in a way, sometimes you have to borrow. But if you borrow, borrow for the right reason and not just to have money to waste. What reason for loans would be justifiable in the sense of providing your natural resources as collateral for that loan? There should be no justification for that at all, at all. Because what you are saying is that these guys, because they are using your natural resources and they are the ones who are 
laughing all the way to the bank, generally those big companies, they have expertise, they have to draw up um, uh, contracts, and our people are basically on the back foot. They, they, they don't have much say in that. That is why you had your president, that is President Haki Reinkop, when he was on uh, Al Jazeera telling uh, the reporter that the, 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 the oil is not ours. So in that way, what you are saying is that because we don't have money, we are basically wholesale giving our natural resources away. And that is where your collateral story is coming in nicely. Because what you are saying is that you are saying it is not collateral, but indirectly it sounds like collateral for real. What would your advice be to an African country in dire financial constraints, but who are rich in natural resources to gain access to funding from international players without considering these natural resources as their collateral? What other forms of collateral can be considered by such countries? No, that you are a country already, it means you are not going to go away very soon. You are not going to die. So when African countries are negotiating these loans, the very first thing is that they should pressurize the Western countries, which has basically siphoned away billions of dollars from the African continent to for debt forgiveness first. And secondly, concessional kind of loans and Fed grants grants. So in that way, what you are saying is that you will try to assist African countries without throwing them in the bottomless pit, kind of. The lead story was proudly brought to you by Alex Forbes. Alex Forbes, insight, advice, impact.